and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Kyle. I'm doing well. How good. are you? You know, I'm doing good. I've, uh, I'm, I'm fighting off a little bit of a cold. Maybe you can hear the, can hear a little bit the of scratchiness in my voice. A little extra but, nasal, uh, yeah. But uh, uh, I'm doing good. I'm going to go with Kyle, you that. look good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you look good, you, you better feel you good. You know, Kyle, I don't, you've probably told this many times, but you have a great face for radio. Thank you. I no problem. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, I've been told that my whole life. And perhaps life, so. resemble that as well. I've so. been told that my entire life, so yeah. So Jeff, let's jump into our intro. Okay, let's do it. Are you familiar with the bone degenerating disease known as osteoporosis? I've heard about it. Yes, I have. I know you have. We've actually talked about it on the show yes, before. We have. When we talk about osteoporosis, generally speaking, are we talking to men or women? Well, usually it's women, but it does affect both. Yeah. So for the most part, I think that um, we recognize that it's it's uh, a, a a big problem for women as they age. Mm-hmm. There are some uh, some hormones at play there, and it, it tends to be a, a real challenge. But they're finding Jeff that it's become more and more a problem for men mm-hmm. as they age as well. For the past several decades, as I said, doctors have really stressed the importance of bone health to women, and it hasn't osteoporosis hasn't really been regarded as a, a major problem for men, but the International Osteoporosis Foundation has found that one in five men over the age of 50 will suffer a fracture due to this bone deteriorating condition. Wow. And they found that men, this is, this is a little bit uh, worth noting, they found that men are 27% more likely to break a bone because of osteoporosis than they are to get prostate cancer. That's pretty impressive. And according to the report, men are also twice as likely as women to die following one of those fractures. So it's something mm. that we need to be aware of, certainly, uh, for both men and women. Sure. This is kind of new information for the men's side, though. We, we've been familiar with the women's side of it for a while. Here's here's the thing, Jeff. The problem with uh, osteoporosis, the problems that come with osteoporosis, really are largely preventable Yep. if we can take specific steps Earlier on in our you know, 20s, 30s, and 40s, we can preserve the bone mass that we do have, and uh, your skeleton should be in a much better shape once you reach retirement age. Uh, they find that bodies build up bone mass in the late teens and 20s, and then the process tends to plateau, levels off a little right. bit. Well, especially those seniors, they get bone heads, and you know, it's just... That's right. There are some bone-headed people out there, right, Jeff? Yes, especially the teens, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, they do find that in your 50s, your bone density declines. This deterioration accelerates uh, more and more after your 50s, giving older men a much higher risk of osteoporosis and, of course, those fractures that right. could potentially come with it. Here's the solution. Experts suggest avoiding a couple of things. Uh, don't smoke. Okay, check. And, and they found that uh, drinking more than two alcoholic drinks a day uh, leads to the problem. So if you avoid drinking more than two drinks a day, then you're going to um, avoid some of those significant problems. Yeah, we should probably point out that size does matter. Two drinks, if they're full glasses, don't. it's not the same as just the two right. fingers. Two, uh, two servings, two right. alcoholic right. servings is what they're talking about. Because some people, reason, they're going to try to circumvent that. that yeah, little... yeah, yeah. Just, just make a bigger glass, right? Mm-hmm. For some reason, they're finding that modest drinking doesn't seem to be a problem when it comes to osteoporosis. Uh, they don't know exactly why having more than two drinks a day affects the bone mass, but for whatever reason, observational studies show that it does. So avoiding those two things mm-hmm. are, are uh, potential um, 
you know, risk avoidance strategies, I guess. Uh, the next step that they say is to make sure that you get enough calcium. Right. We know that calcium is very important when it sure. comes to having strong bones. Uh, we are all constantly losing calcium through sweat and urine, so we need to replace that mineral on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. The recommended amount is 1,250 milligrams a day, and I think most of us know dairy is rich in calcium. They yep. say that an 8-ounce glass of skim milk has 300 milligrams of calcium, and they say that the rest of your diet should be able to supply what you need from uh, a calcium standpoint. So make sure that you're... Uh, Checking into that. I know that leafy greens have calcium. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, cheese, yogurt, all the dairies yeah. that has calcium as well. And, and if, a good supplement doesn't hurt. If you can't have dairy, uh, they recommend that you get a good calcium supplement. Vitamin D is also important in our bone health because it helps the body absorb the calcium that mm -hmm. we're getting from our food. Uh, they do say that sometimes getting enough vitamin D can be a little bit tricky. Uh, we don't normally get adequate vitamin D through our diet. And if you live in the northern part of the country, in the United States of America, uh, from the beginning of October through the end of March, you don't get very much from the sun. Right. So they uh, say that uh, there is some vitamin D in fortified eggs, milk, and fruit juices. Uh, but they suggest taking a supplement to ensure that you're stocked up on vitamin D. They recommend that you need to get 25 to 100 micrograms of vitamin D a day. And then the last thing that they recommend, and this is one that we talk about a lot here on the show, mm -hmm. on the Active Life, and that is the importance of exercise. Resistance training especially. Yeah. Um, if you can improve your muscle strength, your balance, and your coordination, you're less likely to fall and break a bone. Yep. For preserving bone mass specifically, experts say that weight-bearing exercises are best. That includes yep. things like jogging, hiking, playing sports like basketball or tennis, or any workout in which your body has to work against gravity to bear your body weight, uh, that's a good thing. Yep. If you're a swimmer or a cyclist, uh, the recommendation is not to stop those sports. Those are great events, great uh, exercises that you can and should do, but they say that you might want to add some resistance training to your workout right. as well. And if you can do all those things, then osteoporosis is, they say, preventable and avoidable. Right. Things that we need to be aware of, uh, sure. not just for the women, but also for the men as well. So I got a question for you. Yes. Is pitching horseshoes considered resistance training? That is a great question. And uh, we have an expert that? in the studio today, one of our amazing athletes at the Huntsman World Senior Games, Dennis Awesome. Dennis pitches horseshoes at the Huntsman World Senior Games, and we're glad to welcome you and glad that you could join us today. Thanks, Dennis. Oh, thank you. I'm not here because I have that disease, am I? Osteoporosis? No, <laughs> no I, have, I hope have, not. We have no knowledge. Hippolyte <laughs> prevented the doctors from telling us anything about you, and we called them, so we don't know anything about it. Okay, yeah. clear that. Okay. No, I, I hope not, and I hope that you're able to avoid it uh, 100%. But, uh, but thanks for joining us today. We're looking well, forward you. to visiting with you and talking a little bit about some of your experiences in sports and living the active life and specifically in the Huntsman World Senior Games. So um, you do pitch horseshoes. I pitch horseshoes. That's correct. Uh -huh. So let's talk just a little bit about horseshoes uh, specifically as it relates to the Huntsman World Senior Games. Um, have you always pitched horseshoes, by the way? Um, just as a you know family reunion type thing, you throw yeah. a couple on a weekend thing, nothing serious. And when we decided to move down here, I decided I want to get into one of the Huntsman games or right, something. Right. So I looked through the booklet and uh, I knew I couldn't play basketball or run, you know, a marathon <laughs> or whatever. And I saw the word horseshoes and I thought, that's my sport right there. You so found that's, it. So you I've been it. playing for four years since we've lived down here. So okay. I just started when we moved down here. Awesome. And 
at the games, there are different skill levels and there's different age groups. There's different distances that people pitch from. Tell us that's, a little bit about the, ty- the type of horseshoes that you're pitching. That's correct. Uh, the beauty of the summer games is you play within your category. You play right. within your uh, level, your percent re- level, and you pres- you play within your age level as well. So it makes it fair. For, you're not going to play somebody that's a top player. You're going to play somebody that's uh, within your category. Unless you are a top player. Well, In I'm not case. a top player. So I, <laughs> no, I watch the top players correct play. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't we break it down by ringer percentage? Yes, we do. That's correct. So uh-huh. you're, you're actually going to pitch against somebody that's at your skill level, not just your age group. That's correct. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. So define that term ringer percentage for someone who doesn't know what that means. How it's based of and how many ringers you throw. Um, Let's say you know you're a ten percent thrower. That means if you've thrown a hundred shoes, you would have thrown ten ringers. So it's it's you and you play enough uh, in games that you know what your ringer percentage. You have to sign up for the National Horseshoe Association, and that is that can establish your ringer percentage. And of course, the ringer. I mean, not to not to dumb it down so much, but if, if you're unfamiliar, wholly unfamiliar with the sport of horseshoes, you're throwing a horseshoe, which is in the shape of a U. You're throwing it at a stake. That is either 30 yards or 45 40, yards or correct, 40, right? right? Either right. 30 or 40, uh-huh. depending on your age group and where you're at. Um, and a ringer is when you get that U to stay on that ring. Right, right around the that pole. Stake. That's correct. It's yeah. going to be you know, around the pole. Um, so the two ends of it are on the other side of the pole, basically. And that's mm-hmm. worth three points if you throw a ringer. So let's talk about scoring then. So if you throw a ringer, that's worth three points. How else do you score in horseshoes? If your shoe is closest to the pole, this basically the size of the shoe from side to side, that's one point. Okay. So you can get uh, six points if you threw two ringers on top, you know, one on top of another, or you could get four points, or you could get two points, or you get one point. So you're throwing and, you're throwing two horseshoes per turn, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're you're throwing down at the stake, and then your opponent is facing you and throwing down at a stake that's by your feet. That's correct. You're okay. going to throw your two shoes, and then he's going to throw his two shoes after it. And then you walk down and see who what the score is. Because it's cancelization out. Okay. Uh, only one person scores. So you can cancel the other guy out. If he throws a ringer, you can throw one on top of him, and it cancels both ringers out. And then the next closest would be the point for that. So I misspoke. You're standing on the same side. That's You're correct. pitching all the shoes right. down. All right. four of the shoes are down there, and then that's how you score it. That's correct. Okay, uh-huh. excellent. Very, very good. Uh, you're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Huntsman World Senior Games athlete, Dennis Awesome. He is a horseshoe pitcher at the Huntsman World Senior Games, and I- I'm going to, uh, in full disclosure, say that uh, I know Dennis because he's played against my dad. Uh, at the Huntsman World Senior Games, and uh, they've kind of struck up a little bit of a friendship. My dad is actually out of the country. He's uh, serving a religious mission right now, and so won't be able to come and play this year. But um, my dad's story is very similar to yours. You know, I, I was kind of harping at my parents for several years, pick a sport, pick a sport. It doesn't matter what it is. Just do something. And he looked at the list and thought, hey, horseshoes, there's one I can do. <laughs> Uh, he he grew up with my grandpa actually pitching horseshoes. Uh, I remember as a young boy going over to my grandma and grandpa's house, and they had a you know a, a makeshift horseshoe pit that uh, my grandpa threw out. What was amazing about my grandpa that I always just thought was so cool is that he was legally blind. Wow! And uh, he used a, a cane to get around, you know, and he could kind of vaguely see shapes and stuff, but he he definitely couldn't see the pole the post. Uh-huh. When he was pitching horseshoes, but he just got a rhythm, 
And he was a pretty good horseshoe pitcher. Once you throw enough, you could actually close your eyes and still get close to the stake. Yeah, you just that, get the feel for how far far it is. And that's what happened with my grandpa. He was able to do that. And so I know that my dad watched that uh, in, in his dad. And so when he got the chance to pitch a little bit at the games, I think he's really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. And, and he's uh, good. He's really good. He's moved way up in, in the status, too. Yeah, he's, he's hard to pitch against. <laughs> he's had a lot of fun. He's had a lot of fun. So, um, you know, we've been talking about horseshoes a little bit. Have you, you, you mentioned that you just kind of pitched horseshoes at family reunions, which uh-huh. I think is many people's introduction to mm-hmm. the sport. Correct. Uh, you've, you've humbly indicated that maybe uh, your percentage ringer isn't where you want it to be. <laughs> But do people actually get up into the 90 and 100 percenters? Well, the world horseshoe champion, which everything is based off of, he pitches about 87%. Wow. That means out of 10 shoes, he's throwing eight are ringers. And the other two probably uh, were nine. ringers, but maybe somebody knocked them off. Right. <laughs> so I just, I'm just going to say I've pitched with my dad a little bit as we've just had fun at family reunions, just as you said. And it feels like you should be able to throw more ringers. It feels like you and, should until you try and do it. <laughs> until you actually try to do it, and it's harder than you think. It's I know harder. I have, it is harder, but it's really fun to try to get better at it. That's the fun part: is it, trying to get better at. I it. agree. It really is. I have I have been very frustrated in in thinking. Okay, it's just I can see it. I can swing my arm. I should be able to throw these ringers, and uh, not been able to do so. But but there is a very fun element in that in that striving to try to hit those ringers. I agree. Yeah, you know, exactly. I felt the same way with the basketball. I can see I have the ball in my hand. I can see the ring up the hoop up there. But getting it the ball seems like you should hoop. be able to throw that ball in <laughs> it's there. It's a whole right? story. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, aside from horseshoes, Dennis, tell us a little bit about other sports that you've participated in in your life. Well, um, I was on the swim team in high school. Okay. And I did some running. Uh, spent some time in the army. Did PT in the army and. Did a little bit of running, run a marathon. You can only have to one run one in your lifetime, and I've done my one. You so don't have to do that off. That's right. That's checked off. Mm-hmm. Played a lot of softball in church uh, organizations, and uh, we have some bicycles at our house. So I ride my bike almost every night, just kind of around the block, and I have one mountain bike. And they of built a new you live, there's a lot of hills. Trail. So that, that's yeah. that's not an easy ride. No, <laughs> it is a little uphill. So. Well, I, I, I love that approach um, that you're just describing to the active life. And it sounds like you've just been able to be varied in your approach to trying to get a little bit of exercise here and there. And of course, I think, you know, we all feel like we want to do a little bit more and maybe we should set aside a little bit more time. But um, what you've described, I think, is a, a perfect example of a great way to just stay active and just participate and engage in a variety of different activities. I think doing different activities is a good variety of stuff too. You know, I love to play horseshoes, but I like to do other things as well. Yeah. It kind of keeps the uh, boredom away and uh, allows you to kind of just uh, enjoy the outdoors and being active, Mm -hmm. getting that heart rate up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, It's definitely the way to live the active life. We talk a lot about cross training and, you know, just, just that variety that I think adds a little bit of spice to, to the training and really to our lives. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So I'm just, I'm curious, you've, you've engaged, it sounds like you've participated in sports for most of your life at, at different levels and a variety of different things. What's one of the things that sports has taught you? Oh, to not be a bad sport, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and to try harder, to try to pitch better and try to ride the bike further and try to run faster. So. Um, 
but just you just feel good when you do stuff like that great life lessons that we learn from sports right and from right. youth on up and uh some of us continue to strive to try to learn those life lessons um i i i love that concept of good sportsmanship you know mm-hmm. well uh, the we, team aspect too uh, yeah that's what's really fun is to be on a team associating with other individuals right exactly. and we we see that at the huntsman world senior games uh both both aspects that you're talking about the the teamwork part you know with our um, softball teams our volleyball teams basketball teams we see that mm-hmm. we see those lessons played out across people's lifetimes uh, not only just as kids but as uh, adults as well and then that idea that concept of sportsmanship boy you you want to see you know just a, a a collection of amazing individuals that come together to just have fun and play the sport come on out and, and check out the Huntsman World Senior Games. I think that you'll be impressed with that. Now, we've talked about the, many times in the past the Huntsman World Senior Games is more than just competition. So, Dennis, what's some of your favorite things that happened outside of competition at the Huntsman World Senior Games? Well, we play horseshoes every Thursday um, at Snow Park, and we welcome anyone to come and play with us. And so we have people that come just on Thursday to play. Yeah, You know, you don't have to to be professional. So there's other ways to, to get in activity besides just uh, – you know, being in the Huntsman Games, you can start simple and eventually work into playing in the Huntsman Games. And I think for those who are listening outside of the area as well, um, in many city parks, regardless of the city that you're at, you're going to find horseshoe pits. Correct. And yeah. it's uh, the, the barrier to entry in horseshoes is very low. It's very easy to get into it. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the better you get at it, of course. Right, exactly. But uh, there is a, a very... Um, just the ease of entry into the sport is is very attractive and makes it. Uh, an I carry horseshoes sport. in the trunk of my car, and, just in and case. If, you never know when I'm be by a park and I'll throw a couple. Well, it's of also shoes. good. It's also great if you happen to get snow because you get a little more weight back there to help you with the traction too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, so but much if you play in the snow, you so have to have your horseshoes <laughs> painted black so you can see them. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, my dad does the same thing. He always carries his horses with him. You know, obviously, like I said, he's out of the country now, but um, he we we regularly would would find a park whether we're you know visiting family at a at a yeah. reunion or whatever, and we'd go and pitch and just have a great time with it. Whenever I traveled with my family, we'd always stop at parks. The kids would get restless in the car, and sure, we'd find a park in every town. The kids would get out and run around. That was a good exercise for the kids. Awesome. And I think they all do that today with their kids now. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Now, uh, Jeff, Jeff had mentioned that at the Huntsman World Senior Games, we do have the sporting events. We also have the, the socials and the opening ceremonies, those kinds of things. Is there a, a memory for you that stands out over the last several years of competing, whether it's the competition itself or one of these extracurricular events? Well, that we have a social dinner, I guess you could say, or luncheon after your sport is done. And that's fun just to socialize with the other athletes and talk to them discuss how you did and how they did. And that's just fun to, and you see those same people every year. So it's fun to, to reminisce with those people from year to year too. Kind of like a little family reunion. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? We hear that so often from our athletes, the, the athletes that come many times we hear that they come for the first year because they heard the competition is pretty good. And that's the reason that they sign up and participate that first year. The second year though, they come back for the friendships and the camaraderie. That's true. And, what you've described is what we hear over and over and over from our athletes, that opportunity to get together, to, you know, engage in the social aspect of the games and also in the, in the socials that we offer where you can come and have a meal 
uh, sit down with people who are interested and engaged in the same thing that you're interested in, and then to see them year after year. And, and in some cases, that's the only time right. that you get to see mm-hmm. them yep. and just build those friendships and those relationships. Uh, one of the real hallmarks of, of, I think, success that the games has had, and one of the reasons why it's so near and dear to so many people um, as far as those who participate. Uh, I, I feel like that's a, just a, an, an excellent um, benefit of competing and participating in the oh, Husband yeah. World Senior I look Games. forward to that at the end of the, of the competition for sure. So, Dennis, have you ever marched with the athletes in the Parade of Athletes? I have, actually. I got to carry the flag uh, one year for our for the horseshoe flag oh, and, wow. and our sponsor's flag one year, too. So that's a lot of fun to, to participate in that, too. And that's at the opening ceremonies that we're talking about. Uh, we try to follow the example of the Olympics, and we try to put together a ceremonies that is fun and upbeat and energetic and entertaining. We've got the singing and the dancing. Uh, we've got fireworks. We've got uh, oftentimes an inspirational speaker that will come and share some motivation and some inspiration. And, of course, there's that parade of athletes. Yeah, it's, a, it's great to participate in that. I feel like that's one of the favorite things that, uh, that the athletes appreciate, mm-hmm. seem, seem to enjoy about the opening ceremony. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. So you've, uh, you've gone to everyone since you started competing, is that uh-huh. right? Correct. Awesome, awesome. Any other memories or, or things that stand out to you as far as participation in the games? Oh, I think I mentioned quite a few. Um, just I just love to participate. Yeah, it's fun. Well, and that's and that's the great thing about the the games. And you alluded to this. Oh, I I got another idea. Yeah, um, I like to go watch the other sports too. Okay. I like to go watch softball. That's a, a hoot to watch those little guys playing softball. <laughs> it's really fun. Absolutely. And when the games are going on in October, uh, whether you're participating in that sport or in another sport, as Dennis is. Uh, there's plenty of softball going on. Right, right. Yeah, this year we'll have uh, over 350 softball teams that will compete uh, at the Huntsman World Senior Games, and that's a that's a great one to go out and just spectate. And as and as you said, there's uh, lots of other things that are going on. Well, I always put from, my head in at the Dixie Center, watch some basketball or volleyball, and yeah, some of the bike races go down by our house, so I usually go down to see them when they make their turnaround by our house. So, yeah, I pick up other sports just to watch. It's fun. You are such an inspirational example of, of how to be an athlete at the Huntsman World Senior Games, and as you really are. It's true, because um, just just engaging fully in the sports uh, as a spectator or as an athlete, I think is really, again, one of the benefits of uh, participating and being a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games. Lots of good stuff that goes on, and we'd love to invite anyone uh, that, that is listening to come and participate, whether as a volunteer as an athlete, as a spectator, lots of good things that are going on. I just need to throw this in. Dennis's wife, Colleen, is one of the directors of our gift shop, and she does a great job, and we love having her there. So she she's a volunteer, but she's busier than a lot of the athletes are during the games. Absolutely. We couldn't do it without our volunteers, that is for sure. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for joining us today. For well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Experiences, and we look forward to seeing you pitching some horseshoes at the games this year. Okay, I'll be there. Awesome. Jeff. Yes, Kyle. It's June. I, that's what the calendar says. You're yeah, right. we're about halfway through June. <laughs> yes, we are. It's crazy. So uh, you know what that means, right? It means it's time to get going. It is time to register for the Huntsman World Senior Games. Registration is open. It's been open for a while. In fact, I ran a report just this morning. We already have over 6,700 
athletes that have registered, wow. which is great for this time of year. Yep. Uh, if you're interested in being a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games, and we hope that you're interested in being a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games, get registered. Yes. Get it on your calendar. Use that as motivation to really live the active life this year. It's very easy to do. All you have to do is visit seniorgames.net and click on register. The process is simple. It's fast. It's secure. And before you know it, you'll be ready to become one of our more than 11,000 athletes who will compete this year at the Games. The dates for the 2019 Huntsman World Senior Games are October 7th through the 19th. So put those on your calendar. Definitely do that today. And uh, and again, there's opportunities there, uh, whether you're an athlete or not, to get engaged. You can register as a volunteer, and there's lots of uh, chances to register, lots of opportunities for volunteering. Uh at the sports, if you're not so interested in the sports, there's other areas where you can participate as a volunteer as well. And uh, SeniorGames.net is where you find that, too. Uh, remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast anywhere that podcasts are found. Once you've subscribed, give us a rating, write a quick review. You can really make a difference in helping us spread the word. And uh, you can find this as well as previous shows right on our website as well. Again, that is SeniorGames.net. Our inspirational quote for the day comes from President, former President Theodore Roosevelt. He said, courage is not having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. That's right. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.